Hello, my friends. Brett Patterson coming at you from the financial capital of the West, Iron Gate Global Headquarters. That's, that has a nice ring to it, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, Brian Hunsaker is joining me today. Thank you, everyone, for, for listening to our podcast. We have a lot of good information for you today. And we're going to answer the question, with the market rallying as hard as it has, which has been great, is it too late? Have we missed the move? That's the conversation of today. But before we get to that, Brian, how the heck's your week going? It's been great. I've been watching uh, The Last Dance uh, on ESPN. That's, it's been uh, fun to, to watch that. <laughs> B, unbelievable to watch it. Michael Jordan's the greatest player ever to live. That's my opinion. But Brian, it's brought back bad memories for the state of Utah. Yeah. The anyway. Team- Carl Malone, Stockton, that was they were some great players and fun to watch, you know, especially here in Utah. Um, Michael Jordan. But Jordan. Gosh. In the city of Portland <laughs> he, saying the same thing, he right? He came, came out of retirement a little bit too early. If, if he would have been in retirement, I think the Jazz could have had a couple championships yep. if he would have stayed in retirement. Yep. And Portland and Seattle and whoever else he faced in the finals are all saying the same thing. But we hope everyone's having a great week. Brian, since March 23rd, listen to these numbers. The NASDAQ, which is the uh, 100, which is the top 100 tech firms, is up 35% since March 23rd. The S&P 500, which is really the market as a whole, is up 33%. Mm -hmm. Incredible moves. Here's the crazy thing. As we look at sentiment, and sentiment is how people are feeling about the market. The the report that Bank of America came out with last week, which was their bullish bearish indicator was as bearish as it can be. Mm -hmm. We have people, most pundits on TV, heck, you just even watch the news, you think the world's ending. And most everyone that I know, and I don't know about you, but most everyone that I know is bearish, believing the market's going to fall. Yeah, I think that's... um that's kind of the attitude. Uh, I think when when we talk to our own clients and we talk to, I mean, not all, all of our clients, but when we talk to customers and people, they're you know they're pretty pretty nervous and pretty bearish or negative about you know the market and uh, and then you know they've been that way for you know, weeks now and the markets as you mentioned has rebounded significantly since then. So let's talk about that. Most people bearish. We've seen it, and I think most people listening to this would agree. Uh, but yet the market is up 33% S&P, 35% NASDAQ. So a great rebound. We've had a, a lot of questions come to us in the, pa- uh, the past week or two. And a lot of new clients that are part of the Iron Gate family now with a lot of money to invest. So the question that they have, which I want to discuss today, is should we wait? For the market to fall, like everyone believes it's going to, should we wait for the market to fall 15, 20%, 30%, I don't know, whatever, before we put new cash to work? What's the strategy for investing now that the market has rallied so much and that most people are so bearish? What, what, what say you? Yeah. So if we, if we knew that the market was going to fall, 15, 20%, 30% from here, and we knew it was going to do over the next couple of weeks. Um, I'd say, hey, let's do it. But here's the problem. 
We don't know. And, and anybody that says they do know, they're wrong. They don't know that the market's going to fall. They don't know the market's going to drop. And it, it's my opinion that uh, when something, when, a, when an investment makes sense from, from a valuation standpoint, you look at investment, you evaluate it and say, hey, this investment is a good price and we think over the long term, this, this makes sense. And we, this is part of our process. We, we evaluate all of our investments and we determine whether or not we think the company's undervalued, it's selling below in what we call intrinsic value. And if it is, we think you invested it. And it's not based on whether or not we think the market's going to go down tomorrow or go up tomorrow. We invest when, when it makes sense looking out over the next three, five, and ten years. And so, hey, we can't just admit that you can't predict what the market's going to do tomorrow or next week or the next in next three months. You just don't know. And so when it makes sense, you invest. So what you're saying, Brian, is that no one can predict the market in the short term. But if you adhere to our process, if we stick tr- stay true to our process, which is find great companies with a decent margin of safety that have great competitive advantages, over the next three, five, ten years, the market should be up as should those investments. Yeah. I had a client this this past week. We were corresponding through email, and we uh, we were rebalancing his portfolio. And we bought a couple names, a couple stocks that have been hit pretty hard this year. And he and uh, his comment was, "Well, you must think that those stocks have bottomed out. Otherwise, you wouldn't have bought them." And uh, and I told him, I says, "Hey, I have no idea if they've bottomed out, but I do believe, looking back in three years or five years from now, that we'll think that those are very good purchases." Because we do think they're undervalued, and uh, he says, "Oh, okay." And he he kind of agreed with that. Um, so I think that's the way you should look at it. Look at it. At, these are businesses and not stock uh, tickers. Tickers that you know, little squiggly lines on a piece of paper that go up and go down. And and uh, we look at them as businesses. And if they're good values, a good price, then we we think you should buy. So here's where people get in trouble, and I obviously agree with you 100%. Here's where people get in trouble uh, is, number one, several reasons, right? Number one, they believe they can time the market, which nobody can. Look, we've been buying as a firm since late February pretty aggressively. Mm-hmm. We bought in February. We bought in early March. We bought in mid-March. Heck, we bought on March 23rd, which we were lucky that that was the bottom. We didn't know that at the we time. We didn't know that. <laughs> at least that, you buy. that was the bottom as, as of you know as of now. As of as of now. <laughs> now we don't know. Correct. Going forward. Correct. But here's where people get in trouble. Again, the second thing, and that is the psychology of investors. It's that short-term pain, right? If they get in right now, which there's still great opportunities out there to buy and to invest, if you're thinking long-term, but they buy now. And then the market goes down 20%. And they freak out. The psychology behind losing money is, is impactful to the brain in a huge way that causes people to make stupid mistakes. Yeah. So if people buy now and then the market falls 20%, they're too hard on themselves. And, and they admit failure and they likely sell. Have you seen that? Before, have you seen that psychology with any clients or in you or anyone around you? All the time. (laughs) All the time. We see that a lot. It's people have a greater aversion to, you know, losing money than making money. I mean, or it's a greater uh, 
emotional impact uh, when you lose money as opposed to making money. Yep. And uh, people just you know want to avoid that. It's it affects everybody. And you know I've we, you know we here at Iron Gate we try to we recognize those emotional uh, things going on and uh, recognize that it's it, it's affecting us as well. But we try to set it aside. And uh, look at the fundamentals. Look at the facts, and not get emo- don't make emotional decisions when we're trying to, when we're buying and selling investments. And use each other's checkpoints to make sure we're not right. And we do that all the which time. We do all the time. Yeah. And I give you an example of that this morning, in mm-hmm. fact. Mm-hmm. But here's what people need to realize: it's not sh- number one. We're not short-term investors, right? We're shooting for the long term. But but also, let's just talk risk reward. And I'm going to throw some historical stats at you. And when I share these, I'm not saying this is going to happen perfectly this time. Nobody knows. But, and I, I did a blog post on this not too long ago. The average bear market since 19, early 1900s, the average bear market, the market falls 38%. We fell 37%. On March 23rd, we were down 37% before the rally. The subsequent bull market usually lasts 6.6 years on average, and your return historically has been an average of 339%. So think about that for a second, people that are listening. If you believe the market's going to fall 20%, and you're waiting for that to happen, and you're not buying these great companies that are on sale right now because of that, but yet you're looking at a 330% return on the on the backside of buying. Like what's 20% in the grand scheme of things, mm-hmm. right? You, okay, you get a 350% return instead of a 330% return. Who cares? Right. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. Just buy for what you're saying, Brian. You're saying buy for the long term, not for the short term trying to time it. Or for the short term, I don't want to feel bad because my investment's down. Yeah, and also just to accept the fact that you can't, you can't time it. it it's just you, you just can't time when the market's going to hit that twenty percent low. You it may go down twenty percent, you buy, or maybe it goes down ten percent, you buy, and then it goes down another ten. You say, oh, yeah, you're just you're just not going to be able to time it. Yep. And uh, and and also accept that you have to, to really have success in the markets. You have to think it. Think in terms of long term, three years, five years. I mean, if your time horizon is less than three years, then you shouldn't be investment horizon is less than three years. You shouldn't be investing in stocks. You really shouldn't. Find some short term bonds. Yeah, buy uh, some buy some bonds and get your one percent or less. Have We're, fun with that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No one can time the market. Just think in terms of risk and reward, and try people when when we buy when we buy investments for our clients, we tell them. Hey, guess what? It's probably going to go down at some point. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. We're thinking long term. Right. And also our process, we talked about a margin of safety. You know, our, our margin of safety is we buy, we try to buy the best companies in the world with long-term competitive advantages. And the other thing that we do to, to improve our margin of safety is we do pay attention to price. And so we try to buy at a price at below their intrinsic value, what we think they're worth. And so that's our margin of safety. 
And we think that helps reduce your risk of permanent loss of capital over, a lo- over, the, over the long haul by, by doing that. And I will say, to wrap up, the, the only way an investor accomplishes their long-term objectives and goals is by having that long-term view. I know of no investor, and I've been around a lot, that can short-term trade the market effectively year after year after year. I do not believe it can can be done because I've never seen it done Mm -hmm. of the thousands of investors that I know. Buy good stocks, buy good companies, hold them for the long-term, and focus on the long-term. And I think you're going to be okay. Yeah. As long as you're not done with your money. (laughs) With that, my friends, I hope that makes sense. Don't be afraid to dip your toe or your leg or jump all in the market. Because I I do firmly believe, this is no guarantee, that the market's going to be a lot higher in 5 and 10 years than it is now. I agree. Thanks, everybody. Until next week. This is a purely public broadcast and is not intended to be personalized financial advice for any individual's specific situation. Each individual's financial situation is unique, and the topics discussed on this broadcast should not be relied upon and or considered as personalized advice. Specific financial securities discussed are not intended to address any listener's particular financial situation and should not be considered recommendations. This is for educational purposes only. For more information, please contact Iron Gate Global Advisors at info at or by calling 888-591-0334.